Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to uplevel your life is now. Today, I have with me a guest that I'm super excited to share with you. When I started to stag her on Instagram, I am like reading her captions, going through her stories, and I'm like, I love this woman. She is truly living the dream. So for those who don't know Kathy Heller, she's a fire host of inspiration, and she is the host of the popular podcast, Don't Keep Your Day Job which has been featured in HuffPost, Inc. Magazine, and Apple Podcasts several times. Each week, Kathy encourages thousands and thousands of listeners to find more purpose in their lives and make a living doing what they love. Throughout the show, she interviewed successful creative entrepreneurs like actress Jenna Fisher, popular blogger Seth Godin, makeup artist Bobby Brown, and author Gretchen Rubin, to name a few. Kathy often says, purpose is the opposite of depression, and she truly is lifting others to be the happiest version of themselves. Welcome, Kathy. I'm so happy to have you. You're so sweet. You have such a bright, sunshiny disposition. It's nice to be around you. Thank you so much. And you have such a beautiful background and beautiful hair. So for those who guys are listening somewhere, just to listening, head to the YouTube to see her beautiful smile, beautiful hair, and the surroundings because it's so worth it. We're standing in front of my house, which you can't So beautiful. I love your house. So, you know, like if you're bored or something and you can visit there, Person. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> it's uh it's 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 interesting. It's normally really sunny in Los Angeles, but right now it's a little bit it's a yeah. little bit fall, which is kind of nice. It's a little cloudy. And it's so funny because this weekend I am visiting Los Angeles and we were even thinking about doing it in person maybe next time because yeah. we are not as close as we thought. <laughs> but still it's amazing. And you know, Kathy, when I was looking at your life on social media, and you know, not always what we see, it's what really is true. But when I look everywhere and when I was listening to your story, you truly are living, I don't want to say just the American dream. It's a dream of many women because you have uh, three beautiful baby girls, the smallest one middle, and she's just five months. So it's a cute little baby. And then um, you are doing what you love. 
And so many people, so many women are still stuck in the rut of doing the shoots and masts and they feel unfulfilled and frustrated. So let me ask you, how did you build this life that not only looks amazing on the outside, it really sounds to me that it's beautiful on the inside too. Oh, so sweet. Yeah, I feel like so many people walk around feeling like, you know, they're they're suffering. They feel like they're not enough. They feel like they're not being seen. They feel like whatever they have about them, is it really is it really noticed? Does anyone really care? Is there anything really unusual about them? Do they matter at all? Um, and they're feeling unfulfilled. And we know from studying people that truly like the thing that people want even more than being happy is just to feel a sense of purpose. And mm -hmm. so for me, um, growing up in my house, my mom and dad divorced when I was a child. My mom was always really struggling with depression. Um, she was suicidal a lot of my life. Um, my dad was not really in the picture so much. He had a lot of his own issues. And as a kid living in that, it was so uncomfortable, it was so unpleasant. And I wanted so much to create something so different. And so I think that just like going to the gym and using resistance machines, that sort of sometimes becomes our greatest blessing is the darkness or whatever we're fighting against. And so having your mom when you're a child, seven years old, 12 years old, 15 years old, and seeing her feeling like there's no reason to wake up and get out of bed and mm -hmm. feeling so unfulfilled, it, it, you have a couple choices, you know, either that completely consumes you or you say to yourself, gosh, you know, I know there must be something more to waking up and then is this really all there is? There must be something more to, you know, going to the grocery store, coming home, watching TV, going to sleep. And so I was on this journey to find that. And I, I feel so grateful that I now, you know, I, I have a beautiful family and I, I get to do beautiful work, but let's just be really clear. First of all, um, it's all a process all the time. And my marriage right now, like we're having a wonderful few weeks and over the summer we had like a horrible few weeks and before that it was good and before that it was hard and it's always a work in progress. I, somebody recently said to me, if you want to know your homework in this lifetime, you're married, you're married to it. Um, so that's, that's <laughs> one thing, you know, and then in terms of your own self work, which is why sometimes marriages are, are filled with struggle is because 90% of what you're suffering with in your relationship comes from something that's old and 10% of it might be about the relationship itself. So for me, you know, everything is an intentional drive to grow, to be more fulfilled and also to just be a better version of myself. So there's always things to be worked on. In my career, I started out wanting to be a songwriter. When I moved to Los Angeles, that's what I wanted to do. I was signed to a record label and I got dropped. And after getting dropped, I thought maybe I should just have some sort of like quote unquote normal job. And I was so unfulfilled. I was like sitting at a desk feeling like this cannot be it. And I reminded myself that it took so much guts to fly out to LA. I was from, I grew up on the East Coast and it was like, I'm, I'm all the way out here and I'm just going to sit here and just decide that nothing's going to happen. No, I have to figure something out. And so mm -hmm. I started to be resourceful and use my imagination and ask myself, how can I use my music? How can I do something with my music? And I wound up becoming really successful, licensing my songs. My songs wound up being on TV shows on ABC. My songs were on NBC. My songs were on different TV shows that people watch, like Pretty Little Liars and Criminal Minds and um, different TV shows. And then they wound up being on commercials. My songs 
wound up being licensed and used and I got paid money to have songs that I had written, songs about togetherness, songs about overcoming things, mm. songs about all the things we were just talking about. And my songs were in commercials for Walmart and McDonald's and uh, Crate and Barrel and Hasbro and Disney. And I wound up making a great living. Like I wound up making as a songwriter, you know, $250,000 a year just licensing my songs. And then I kept saying, well, what if I could help other artists do this? And so I started, um, I started an agency to help other artists. And then I started helping other artists go from struggling and feeling like they were going to starve their whole life to, to then being able to yeah. have their songs used. And then from there, I started teaching a course to help artists write music and get music placed. And then that course wound up making like so much money and I helped so many artists. And then mm -hmm. I started a podcast and my podcast started less than two years ago. We're talking about January, 2017. Um, and in the last 19 months, we've had over 3 million downloads of the show. So beautiful. It's yes. so exciting. Thank you so much for sharing that because what I really hear it's, and it's, it's like, I was listening to you and when you were talking about your mom, I recognized myself in your mom. I had so many days that I really didn't want to wake up. I didn't see any reason why should I get out of the bed? Because every single day is going to be the same for me, you know, like every single day. And it's because I didn't see that purpose. And I, what I hear is that you had something inside of you that either it's a choice, it's the power of the choice. You can either choose to stay the same and, and just continue the cycle of your family, continue where it was, or you take that, you see it as a contrast and you said, no more of this. I want to create the opposite of what I've seen. So you had such a drive and passion to be really striving to keep growing, to be the best version of yourself. And I hear that you were so resourceful. Let me ask you, Kathy, imagine that there are people that, yeah, they have some things that they like to do. Let's say they like painting or they like photography, but it's just their hobby. It's not something, if you're a songwriter and you love it so much and you're talented. And I know it's not overnight success. You wake up and you're amazing. It's the work you put in. However, maybe they don't have this strong, I'm amazing in this. This is the one thing I want to be doing. What would you recommend to those people? Because if, if they don't know what's the next step? It's a, really, it's a really popular question, which is why I'm glad you're asking it. Cause I get a lot of DMS in my Instagram and people say to me, how do I know what I'm supposed to do? I love 14 things. How do I choose? Yes. So here's the most important thing you have to know, which is that clarity follows the action, the clarity, the confidence, the knowing what you want, the knowing what you don't want. There's no easy way around it. You can't think your way there. And so what we do is we overthink as opposed to overdo. We have to get busy doing and trying. And it's okay if you are messy or you're exploring. We're all trying to avoid not having answers. We're all trying to avoid making things that are mediocre. It's not possible. Every single person that you look up to, any person who's successful, when they began, they didn't know the how. They didn't know exactly when they would be 
brilliant or what, what they would have to do exactly. So we have to have the courage to make mediocre things. And then what happens is you take a photography class and then you intern for that woman who's a florist. And then you decide you're going to do some travel writing. So you take a quick trip and you come back and you start to look at, okay, you know, now that I've gotten my hands dirty with this, I realize I like this thing, but I don't like this aspect. And maybe while you're doing what it is that you're thinking you love, you discover something else that you didn't even know you even knew about or liked. And you realize that's the thing. So just to finish the thought, I would say you will be led to where you can serve the world the most. You're going to get feedback, not only in terms of what you like, but the world will be responsive when what you're doing is the stuff that the world needs. The difference between a hobby and a business is that when you're doing something that's a business, it's because other people agree that that is something that you're really good at, that making those cupcakes or painting those paintings or taking those pictures, it's resonating. And so if you're humble enough to let go of the way it should look, you're going to be led to something about you. I started out wanting to have a record deal and now I host a podcast because I had to have the humility to say, maybe that's not my strength. Maybe I'm not going to be Beyonce or Sheryl Crow, but maybe one day I'm going to be led to having the ability to connect with over 3 million people in less than two years doing a podcast about helping people get out of their own way and find their life's work. So instead of comparing yourself to other people or what they are doing, we have to trust that there is a work, there's a thing that's our work that we were put here to do. And by exploring and trying, we will be led to the thing we're ultimately seeking, which is the purpose, which is a sense of contribution. The world will lead us to where we contribute the most. Wow. <laughs> You're so brilliant, Kathy, because, you know, like it, it's so true and I resonate with your words so much. That's why I am so excited that we made it happen today <laughs> because it's, it's truly so amazing like we overthink so much should i do this should i do that we are so scared and it's so funny because <clears throat> i do uh there's one thing and i don't know if somebody said it in the past or if that's a quote but i always say i would rather live in the world of oops than what if i cannot live in the what if what if they would say yes what if that would work what if that would feel amazing you know it's and it's it's so interesting because uh, next week and and I mentioned it to you. Um, I'm interviewing Lori Harder, and I love her. I was at her event at the Bliss Project, and I gotta say it's it's so amazing because the universe, the world, whatever you believe in, really leads you to the next step. And when you really trust and uh, that it's not going to look like you thought, but it's going to be what it's really perfect for you. Like I had my social media marketing agency three years ago, I started and I really wanted to be empowering entrepreneurs to build a social media presence so they truly can build their tribe they love. It looked better in my head and in the paper than in reality. And it took me way too long to put my ego on the side and to have the humility you're mentioning to say, it's not what I thought because I didn't want to quit. I didn't want to be a loser, but it didn't feel good. And like you said, I find the aspects in there that I love. 
I love the coaching. I love talking with people. And two years ago, when I was working for one podcaster, managing his account, I was looking at other podcasters, what they are doing. And you know, when you're looking on something online, Google, Facebook will put in your face what I think it's you will resonate with. They put in my face, Laurie. I was like, who is this chick? I like this picture. So I started to follow her. I went to her event and the first time when I heard her podcast number one, when I heard her story, I'm like, wow, if she can do this, I can do this, you know? And so that truly inspired me. And last week I met her at the event. Uh, I don't know if you know uh, the, the tribe with call. Okay. I've been there. I waited for her and Chris. And when I met her, I'm like, Hey Lauren, she was like, Hey Petia, she knew who I was. Maybe it was like overstocking or something like that. <laughs> But the thing is that ladies from the bliss that I met there, they're like, wow, I wish I could talk to Lori too. And you know what did I tell them? Did you ask? We're so scared to take the action. We're so scared of the rejection. We're so scared to be told no. And my grandma, she was like, there are only two things that can happen. You can get either into your mouth or into your mouth, <laughs> you know? So what would you recommend to someone who is just not sure if they're on the right path? Is there any tool or any tip? Because some people overthink, some people they overdo. They do 20 things, they spread themselves thin because they're trying to find themselves and make it happen. And then they feel overwhelmed. Yeah. I mean, this is something that everybody struggles with. The thing that I think is really important to understand is that to the extent that you believe something is possible, that is the greatest obstacle a person has. The greatest obstacle isn't actually what you think it is. It's your ability to see how possible it is between where you are and where you want to be. And so what we're dealing with is a world filled with people who walk around telling themselves stories. I'm not enough. It won't work out. I'm, look, I'm going to look like a fool. It's going to be horrible. I'm going to send an email. Someone won't like it. I'm going to be considered that I'm annoying. Whatever these stories are, um, we have to change it because when we can expect Band, what we believe is out of our comfort zone and we can we can feel more comfortable out of our comfort zone we can expand how much success we can tolerate we can expand our story so that we start to see closing our eyes and seeing yourself you know playing golf and and then you hit it right into the where you know right down the center where it needs to go we need to be able to change what we're carrying around because to the extent you believe something is going to determine the action you take and the confidence you have when you take it. So you obviously, on some level, must believe that you, you deserve to sit where you're sitting and that you don't have to apologize and that something beautiful might happen if you reach out to someone and so you do. But if people are telling themselves, what's the point, or I'm going to look stupid, or this person won't like me, or I don't have what it takes, or I'm not enough, 
There's no way. So the action comes from the, what you believe. So you have to change it. You have to proactively take responsibility and say, I have to assume that every day I'll probably think something negative because I was taught this. I was shown this. So I have to purposely, proactively fill myself with things that will empower me. And they, they say in the data, they've done studies in Harvard and they found out that what makes people more productive and successful is not having more hours in their day. It's not having more money. It's not the resources. It's not time. It's not money. It's not even contact. It's being energized. If you're in an energetic state, if you're in a state of I'm ready to rip it open, I'm so excited. I know I can do this. Then you will be what you said before. You will be resourceful. You will be creative because the greatest assets that we have as human beings are our empathy, our courage, the way that we can see another human being. We can be so resourceful, but only when we have a state of mind that believes that certain things are possible. So we have to change that. And we have to take responsibility to know that that's not going to change just by thinking, I wish it would change. We have to listen to shows like yours. You know, listen to my podcast, listen to Lori Harder. Go, you know, to a, um, go to a Zumba class, get your physicality, get your mind, get it in a place where you can see something different because when you can see it, then you've already created it. Now you just have to play it out. So this is what happens for a lot of us. And when I see what people have, if they're in a relationship that doesn't feel fulfilling, if they're barely paying their bills, we, we have in our life the results of what we believe we deserve. So it is a mirror image of what's actually happening on the inside. When, when I got handed the keys to this house, and if you knew my story and I moved out here with nothing and didn't know anyone or have a trust fund or anything, and I realized when I got the keys to this house, buying this house, buying this house was not about having the money in the bank that I eventually made. It was having the ability to push through so many limiting beliefs about myself. My mom was suicidal when I was growing up and she had literally looked at me in the face and I said to her, you can't, you can't do this. What about me? And she said, you're not enough. You are not enough to live for. So if anyone ever thinks they're not enough, imagine being told that. And by the way, I love my mom and I have so much um, uh, empathy for her, but it's been such a difficult road not to have that mm -hmm. unconditional love because she couldn't give that. She wasn't in that space. And so I look to other people and I get it, but we have to push through that because here's what I want you to know. Even identical twins have different fingerprints. What is the evolutionary need for human beings to have a different fingerprint no one ever will have or never, no one ever had? Unless it's letting you know you are an original. The day you were born is the day God decided this world needs you. You have something to create and do in this world that only you can do. So instead of looking down at the floor with your chin down and being consumed and allowing these thoughts, the things that people told you, the things that you saw other people believe that you absorbed to run your life, you have to get it. The things you think dictate how creative you start to get and, the, and then the actions you take come from that. 
So we can talk all day long about strategy. We can talk about tactics, but it's what's going on between your ears that determines what you're actually going to do. And then what happens is when you start to feel how much is possible and you can see it, there's enough sunset views for everyone. There's enough good sushi for everyone. There's enough perfect genes for everyone. It's when we decide there's so much possible. I can make a living doing something I love that contributes, that serves other people, that lifts other people up. And guess what? Your own happiness, being the happiest version of you, is one of the best things you can do for people around you because it gives them permission. Hey, hey, guess what? You weren't born to suffer. You were born to thrive. And if you have this need to make pastries or you have a desire to do hair or you have a desire to dance, that was put there for a reason, you know? So we have to get it. We were put here to do something specific and we are the people keeping us back. We are the gatekeepers. We are what's in our way. And the more that we can push through that, it's amazing how immediately you'll put down on a sheet of paper, you'll start saying to yourself, well, what if it was possible? What action could I take? And you will be amazed, this amazing processor that you carry around on your shoulders. It's going to give you incredible ideas. And then you'll start trying things. And some things won't work and some things will. And you will be learning so much in the process. And you will make mediocre Instagram posts. You will write an, uh, a mediocre blog. You will write a mediocre song. You will make a batch of cupcakes that gets burned. So what? The only way to push through to the brilliant things is by getting on that court and, and doing your 400 free throws before breakfast. And you then have the courage. But the biggest thing that takes courage is letting yourself admit what you want. Because it's so much easier to just lie to yourself and say, I don't really want anything. I'm fine. No, you're not. Because you're just afraid of getting hurt. So, you know, you say to yourself, I know what's brilliant. If I don't want it, I'll never get hurt. So I won't want it. Mm. And then you look back on your life when you're 89 years old and you say, where was I? Oh, I sat on the bench. Mm. So you're going to get hurt. You've already been through the hardest stuff in your life. You can handle this. I love this. I love your passion so much. I'm so passionate, right? <laughs> So you are so amazing. I love it. I love it so much because like everything you're saying, I'm like, girl, I got to write your book. <laughs> like just after this, you know, you could write a book, but this is so amazing. I am writing a book. My yeah. book comes out with Macmillan next, uh, very soon in a few months. My book please, please, out. please keep me posted. How can I support you in that? Because world needs this. So let me ask you because... And thank you so much for sharing your story with your parents, because even though you might be on a good terms now with your mom, just saying it still again to someone who you never met and sharing it with listeners, there's so many people who are still thinking they're not enough, you know, so... I truly appreciate it. Now, let me ask you, Kathy, one last question before I will let you fly away with your beautiful hair and smile. You're so radiant. I love that. Um, last question, because um, we touched a little bit on it, on 
that you get to do the things and experience them in order to know what do you really want. However, do you have any specific one thing or one strategy that you would suggest to the listeners, like where to start? Like, is it, do you start trying the things that you like others to be doing? You feel like fun doing them or is it something you're curious, passionate? How do you find those things that you, it might be your purpose? So I would say two things because it just came to mind when you said, where would you start? First of all, I would do things to get you in a creative state, in an inspired state. Take yourself on a date, go to a museum, see how you feel, go to a play, go to a concert, leave your phone in the car and take a walk on the ocean by yourself for 20 minutes and give yourself the space for inspiration to hit you and do things that that are going to put you in that state of catharsis where you're literally feeling like you're out of play and you start to feel feelings and those feelings are going to move you. So giving yourself a date to be inspired is a good idea. I love Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way. Having She has so many ways of getting you to that inspired place of writing every day. And I just think like we need more, we need to be cre- creating and curating more space to be creative. The second thing I would say is while you're sort of trying and testing and tasting the things that maybe inspire you, anything that you are going to provide, whether you're going to teach your yoga class or you're going to sell your cupcakes or you're going to make t-shirts or you're going to do hand lettering, whatever you're going to actually create, you need an audience for that. So Mm -hmm. I would encourage people, one place to start is to start creating your audience. And the best way to do that is to be vulnerable and authentic and create a Facebook group and have a conversation around maybe exactly what you love. I want to talk about... I want to talk about yoga because I just am so interested in it. How are you feeling about this? Or post some videos or go onto Instagram and talk about this behind the scenes journey of trying to figure out what you love and isn't it hard and don't you want to be more fulfilled and just creating that authentic conversation with other people so that as you begin to have something, you have some, you have people to, to test it with, to share it with, to see how they respond. Um, but I think that it's so much closer than we think. I think a lot of people walk around and say, I'm not ready to write my book. I'm not ready to start my shop. I'm not ready to teach that class because I don't have that PhD, because I'm not married, because I'm not taller, because I'm not thinner. It's all BS. You are two millimeters away from exactly what is the thing you've been waiting for. You are just thinking it is so, so far away. All you really have to do is begin and momentum starts to sprout. And so I would say, don't overthink it. Like if you love vegan cooking, just decide that you're enough and decide to text 10 friends and tell them to come to your house next Thursday and you're going to teach them a recipe and just watch what happens. Three of those people are going to say, can we do this every week? I'd be happy to pay you 20 bucks a class. Can you do this online? Can you share a recipe? Then maybe you start a challenge to start with, you know, people out there who want to be vegan. Like I'm not even vegan. I'm just using this as an example. Like, do you see how much can just happen when you just stop thinking about it and start doing stuff. Um, and this is what we talk about on my podcast and we do two shows a week. So, um, you know, if if you feel like this is going to inspire you, then come on and listen, but I feel like you are so wonderful and I can feel your sincerity. And I'm, I think that your listeners are getting a lot from, from listening to what you're doing. 
Thank you so much, Kathy. And I will make sure to leave the the link for your podcast because it's really filled with so much gold and inspiration. And I love that you are always uh, sharing tools and strategies, you know, like what can you do? It's just not like a feel good talk. You know, I love it. to get into action. Yeah. Yes. The action. So I will share that. Is there any other place that people can find you? Yeah, I post on Instagram every day and I answer every DM myself, uh, which is how I got to you. So feel I'm so free thankful. To out to me. You're so sweet. Um, feel free to reach out to me. And every Thursday, on, every Monday on the podcast, I interview somebody who is just a genius, a person who is making such a great living doing something they love. And then on Thursdays, I share... I share questions from the audience and I share what people in our audience are doing. So if you want to be included in that, send me a DM on Instagram. Um, so I would say, come on over there. I'm also, I have a don't keep your day job Facebook page and a Facebook group and we're very active in there also, but yeah, there's lots of free resources. I just, I'm on a mission to help people light up their corner of the world. You know, there's a reason why God put you here. There's a reason why you, there's, there's, there, didn't you ever think like, Hmm, I don't know. Every time I play violin, time just stops. Well, there's a reason for that. Do you know how healing it can be for you to play music for some other soul? I don't know why. Every time I paint, I just feel like I'm in heaven. Then do it. Because not everybody feels that way about each one of those things. We all have a different calling. So you can start also ask yourself, where do you lose yourself in a good way? Like where the time stops? What is it? Is it when you're dancing, when you're singing, when you're painting, when you're writing? Where are you where you lose yourself? That's right. That's right. And I would say, as we're sort of signing off, I would say, make the messy version. Just give yourself the permission. I'm writing this book and it's almost done. And it was so hard. I would walk past the computer and I would like hate the computer because I, <laughs> I had the feeling of like, I have to make a perfect chapter. No, the only way I wrote this book is I would just open the computer screen. I'd, I'd open the lid to the laptop. I'd say, okay, I'm going to write a messy chapter. And that was the only way good things even came out on the page at all. And it's the same thing with my songwriting and with my podcast. The first episode I re-recorded eight times and I was like, I'm losing my voice. This is so stressful. No, I'm going to trust that I have to just make what I make and it'll get better. I'm not going to overthink it to death. So if you're listening to this right now and you're feeling inspired, go make something and don't give it the pressure that it has to be perfect. So it's messy. It's going to get better and better and better and better if you have the courage to keep showing up. Don't compare your behind-the-scenes mess to the to Serena Williams winning anything. Like she was just like you were. Like these these people. Mozart was not born Mozart. So you know we have to give ourselves permission to be messy, and amazing things happen from there. That's so beautiful. And I'm really happy that we get to end up with something that feels so empowering because I always remind myself, Dan, it's better than perfect. Yes. And from where we start, you know, it will just get better and better and better. Kathy, thank you so much for your wisdom, your heart. I am so incredibly honored and excited that I get to spend some time with you. You have a beautiful Sunday. Good luck with everything. Not that you need the luck. Oh, we but all still. Need. <laughs> we all need that and we all need the courage to keep seeing bigger and to keep taking more risks and to know you have an obligation 
if you have something inside of you that you feel like you love, you have an obligation to give it to the world. So stop apologizing for it. Go give it out. I love it. Let's go give it out. And you have keep showing up, Kathy. I appreciate you. you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.